Hey guys, Nick Burnett here. Just wanted to kind of give some information on why I joined the Patreon, why I'm part of the Dynasty Warzone uh, team. Downloaded the Dynasty Warzone podcast. It took one day. Joined the Patreon. Reached out to Memphis about a situation with one of my rosters. And the kind of feedback I got was, hey Nick, why don't you give me a call? Uh, we went down my roster and he helped me pull off a couple moves that put me ahead when I thought I was going to be in re- rebuild mode this year. And that's just part of what comes with the Patreon. Uh, just tr- uh, trade talks, just good interaction with guys that love fantasy football. Uh, whether it's 10 o'clock at night or 3 o'clock in the morning, there's always going to be fantasy football talk, whether it's redraft, whether it's dynasty. I joined a couple leagues with the Patreon members, and it's the same thing. Even in, even while we're drafting, we're still shooting ideas at each other. And if that sounds like something that you want to be a part of, pause the podcast now, join the Patreon, and join a, join a great fantasy football group, but more like a fantasy football family. Hello, neighbors. Welcome to the Dynasty Happy Hour Contractor. It is your boy. It is Memphis. And welcome to the Dynasty Happy Hour Contractor. On today's show, I have a very special guest named Michael. Uh, Michael is doing a follow-up with me and really excited to have him on. We'll grab him in just a couple of seconds. Just wanted to cover a couple of things before we go any further. So, first of all, thank you to everyone who has been doing ratings and reviews for the Dynasty Happy Hour. It's a great group of people, man. You're not really supporting me. You're supporting Tyler, Tim, and Doug, the guys of the main show. I am here to help them uh, fill out their network, and I'm here to help the listeners of the Dynasty Happy Hour family of podcasts with their rosters. It's really that simple. So, I bring this up because there's been some reviews that aren't a fan It sounds like there are people that would just want to hear Tim and Tyler and Doug. And that's cool. I love Tim, Tyler, and Doug. I've been a listener for years. I think they're great. But everyone that has a podcast channel, especially one that's established like the Dynasty Happy Hour, one of the biggest Dynasty podcast brands in all of the podcast world, everybody continues to want to bring on more shows. Why? Because more really talented people want to break into doing stuff like this. And it's hard when the market is already so saturated with so much talent to carve out your own niche in this industry. So people like Tyler here at the DHH, people like me at the Dynasty Happy Hour, we continue to bring on and put on more new people. So if you don't like the Happy Hour contractor, guys, I dig it. I'm not for everybody. I'm not even for me half the time. But I'm not going anywhere. This show is for the people. So when you see it pop up in your queue, Dynasty Happy Hour, you see the logo, and it says DHH Contractor, you can literally go, shit, shit, I don't like that show. And you know what? You can thumb it right out of your podcast feed. That's what I do. I listen to a lot of networks. Uh, Fox Sports has a network. Uh, Colin Cowherd has a network. And there are certain shows on there I love. Colin Cowherd has a network with a guy named John Middlecoff. It drops every Tuesday and Friday. I absolutely love that show. He was a former scout for Andy Reid and the Eagles years ago. I I love it. Other shows come on, like he's got one with Doug Gottlieb and other ones. Don't care. So you know what I do? I just thumb it to the left and I don't listen. And I wait for Monday, excuse me, I wait for Tuesday and Friday. 
and I listen to the one that I do like. Please do that here. Support the pods you like. They've got the Devi pod. They've got this pod. There's an IDP pod. Of course, there's the, the granddaddy of them all, the one that started it all, the, the main show. But please be kind. And then one last thing before I get Mike is Mike's not a professional broadcaster. And none of my guests are. I'm not doing a podcast with my co-host on the Dynasty Warzone, Jerry, who's got a mic and a studio and professional headphones and everything else. These are working class people, just like most of us that are out there. You know, these are doctors, lawyers, military personnel, ranchers, farmers, teachers, and of all walks of life who just want help with their dynasty rosters. That's why they're here. So again, if you've made it this far into my rant, thank you. I super appreciate you listening because I'm going to keep doing it. I know I'm a little behind. I've actually got three episodes in the what they call in the, the podcast world in the can, waiting to have intros like this added to them so that we can get more really good people helped. But I'm still helping people, and the contractor is going to continue to pop it out. So if you, ha- if you hear someone who stutters over their words, even I do that at times, uh, people who don't have the best mic quality, people whose mics make my sound not sound the best, remember, have a little grace. These are working class folks who just want help with their dynasty rosters, just like you. That's why you're here. I think you're going to enjoy my show with Michael, and I am going to grab him real quick after a quick word from one of my sponsors, that is Hate Brand Goods. This is an athletic apparel brand company. If you follow me on Instagram at Memphis185, you will see me rocking this gear. Um, I believe in the brand. I believe in the message. More importantly, the owner is a two-time former Highland Games champion. That's the Scottish Highland Games. They throw rocks and telephone poles and things in fields and He's just a really introspective, interesting person, and he lives and has a great message. His name's Matt Vincent. If you want to Google him or find him out there and find the brand, you can find the brand at thehviii.com. The Hate. That's H and the Roman numeral for eight. V-I-I. Thehviii.com. Check it out. Kind of funky. And stuff that I love wearing. The goat shorts are really just that. If you're into fashion or you're into the gym, whether that's deadlifts, squats, just cruising around, uh, looking good. They got men's, they've got women's, they've got accessories, they got all kinds of cool stuff. So head over there and check them out. And if you see something that you happen to like and be like, oh man, I, I like that, save yourself some bucks by using the promo code Memphis at checkout and that'll uh, that'll get you hooked up. So head over to thehviii.com and check them out and use that promo code MEMPHIS. I will go get Michael and we'll get you a podcast. Guys, thank you for the support. Thank you for tuning in. And I will do my best to get these other two shows edited and out to you very quickly. I hope this finds you well and we'll talk real soon. Take care, guys. It's Hate Brand Goods. That's uh, my company. That is what we've started. I hope you guys have checked it out. If you want to go over to the hate.com, hate for me means it's about self-improvement. It's this self-motivation through self-loathing, this, this bit of loathing of not tolerating your own bullshit, that little voice that says today's good enough or what we did's fine or no one's going to know that I'm taking today off. Like, fuck all that, man. I know. Like, I hold that standard. I'm accountable to me. And that's it. That's why I chase goals. I do it because of me. I don't do it because of what someone else is going to think of it or what someone else's approval is. And it's about holding yourself to that. 
the rest of that motivation can fade. But as long as you're in control of being able to make you do the shit you want to do, you're golden, man. So head over to the hate.com, use code and save yourself some cash. What's happening, YouTube? Happy Wednesday and welcome to the Dynasty Happy Hour Contractor. I am your host, Memphis, and with me, as promised, is Mike. Now, if you're watching live on YouTube, you will not catch the fancy schmancy intro that you will on the podcast form whenever I get this dude over to Tyler Gunther of the Dynasty Happy Hour. But if you're watching live on the Dynasty Warzone YouTube channel, Thank you and welcome aboard. And also, speaking of what well, I guess, kind of welcome aboard, kind of welcome back. His name is Michael. Michael, what's going on, man? How are you? Hey, Memphis. I'm good. How you doing? I'm good, man. Thank you for being another follow up candidate. I, I, I like the back and forth between the the new people. We've got some new people coming up as soon as next week, and then we've had a couple of follow ups. So. Just glad to uh, to get back. We're going to jump into one of your rosters, but uh, since the last time we spoke, man, how has your fantasy life been? Uh, you, you've been busy. You've been active in the trade market. Uh, I know this we, we picked this team out of one of three possible teams to go over tonight, so uh, how is your dynasty life? Yeah, it's it's going good. I was able to bring home the championship in Patreon 2 this last year, which was my first Dynasty Championship ever. So still trying to go for my first one in the three that I commish. Um, but having lots of fun so far this offseason. Lots of trades. I don't think I've gone more than three days without a trade in one of my 12 leagues. So having a good old offseason. Well, see, th- this is why I hang out with people like you, man. I like to live vicariously through you active traders i have found that and and i trust me i i know before i say i know how douchey this sounds but it's it's the truth i i'm always going to tell you the truth as opposed to what i think people want to hear in the quote-unquote expert leagues and like podcaster leagues and things that i'm in dude it's dry it's it's the sahara desert it's it's bone dry out there um and it's and it's because I think everybody always thinks someone else is up to something. I think that is the one thing that uh, from when I was just a podcast connoisseur myself, and I, I'm wondering what it's like out there. Oh man, I would love to play in a league with with so and so, and a league. Oh man, that would be great. It's it, they're great people, and the challenges is fantastic. But the the action versus when I first started Dynasty and dude, the trades were flying. Fast and furious. Now it's just like cool. See you in April. See you in May. See you at the rookie draft, fellas. See you at the trade deadline, and uh, maybe one or two in the middle. So no, I have to live vicariously through you. So tonight we're going to talk about what looks to be a twelve-team super flex league. Now is this team tight end premium? It sure looks like it could be. Yeah, there's a point five tight end premium, and it's only point five PPR. So not full. Oh, well, that, that that changes everything a little bit for the running backs more than just about any other position. So if you're watching live, if you're, if you're listening on the podcast, first of all, thank you for subscribing and listening over at the Dynasty Happy Hour feed. If you are watching live on YouTube, I'm getting ready to pull up the first slide of Michael's roster. Now, this was a rebuild, right? This is a team you took over uh midway through the season or just before the season if i remember correctly 
this was actually a startup last year. It's a uh, Matty Big Chest. It's a uh, it's kind of a homely guy. I think it has some of his friends in it and stuff. And he invited a couple of us DWZ guys into it last off season. So I uh, accepted defeat about week four um, and started uh, started rebuilding. So you'll see a lot of rebuilding pieces here. Now, now were, were, were you injury plagued? Was there something about this roster that at some point you're just like? This is too much to overcome. Did you draft it knowing that it was going to be the productive struggle? What uh, what made you decide to pivot and just cash in your chips and just start the rebuild process maybe a little bit earlier than you thought you would? I, I've honestly done so many trades in this league. I want to say it was injury, and then I started off like 0-4, 0-5, and, and was just like, I'm kind of done. Because I, I knew I was a contender because I traded for Julio before the season started. Sadly, he's still on my roster. <laughs> couldn't, couldn't get rid of him. But, um, yeah, I just once I got to week four or five, I was like, you know what, let's blow this thing up. A lot of people thought they were contending, so I was able to to make some moves to get some good pieces, I think. All right, well, then let's just jump right into your roster. I am, for those watching live on YouTube, I am going to share my other screen so that we can see slides of Mike's roster. So here it is. This is what we would deem to be the starting lineup. Now, you can see you have one of my personal favorites. He is my QB2 in a Superflex and my QB2 just in general, only behind Patrick Mahomes. It is Deshaun Watson. Um, I love this man, and, and people have pushed back. They've heard the the Dynasty Warzone rankings. They're like, Memphis, how could you possibly have Deshaun Watson as your QB2? You know, you don't know where he's going to be. And I'm like, no matter where he's going to be, it's not going to be worse than, than Houston. The weapons have got to be better. The offensive line's got to be better. The, the, uh, the head coaching has is, is got to be better. It just feels like... There's nowhere to go but up from from where he's at now with Deshaun Watson. So I love him. And then you have Matt Ryan and Tyler Henneke and uh, Jacob Eason. I will uh, I will issue my condolences on, on Jacob Eason. The good thing about Jacob Eason and Carson Wentz going to Indianapolis is I no longer, as an Indianapolis resident, I no longer have to answer the question, is Jacob Eason going to be the starter? No. No, he was never going to be the starter, guys. I know he's a big strapping young fellow, and we, we thought maybe if we squint real close. But the Colts roster, man, this is a team that was in the playoffs last year with Old Man River, and you don't give a 16-year-old a Ferrari for their first car. So Jacob Eason will probably be the backup. But uh, so, so your overall quarterback, you got something young, something old, and uh, you do have a lot of picks we're going to get to here in just a minute, but... Uh, how do you feel about your quarterback group? Are you having any? No, I mentioned my thoughts on Deshaun Watson. Uh, what are your thoughts on Watson? And then, how do you feel about Matt Ryan with a new head coach and Arthur Smith? So this is my first share of Deshaun Watson. I was pretty excited to get. I actually had the 102 and the 107. This was a trade I discussed with you in a private chat. Uh, advantage of the Patreon, everybody. Um, and yeah, I moved both those picks to get. Deshaun Watson to really kind of short my QB room. Um, so I was really excited to have him. I, I am worried about this holdout. They won't trade him kind of a thing, but I I really don't think there's a way the Texans can hold on to him. They need so much. And um, Watson just wasting away in Houston just with them having no draft capital just doesn't seem like it's going to happen. So I'm really hoping he gets moved or, you know, something's figured out. And, but I think that 
bridge is irreparable, to be honest. Um, and then Matt Ryan. I mean, I'm kind of excited to see if I can build something through the draft to make this a contender this year. Um, and if it is a, it is a strong contender, I think he'll be a great QB two, especially with, you know, the new OC from Tennessee coming out. Um, I, I think, I think he'll be able to do, he'll be great as my second QB. Um, especially if my rookies don't fire, like I want them to, I did have Tannehill, um, this off season, but I moved off of him and the two eleven and like a fourth round pick this year, um, in order to get the one Oh two. So I ended up using that to, to get Watson. So obviously having two QBs in a super flex 12 team isn't, isn't too good, but, uh, I got a lot of picks. So I think, I think we'll figure it out in the draft or, or in the trade up to it. Now, now, now this reminds me. So, uh, since his last visit, Michael has joined the Patreon over at patreon.com forward slash dynasty war zone. And now I remember this trade. I remember this DM you were like this owner, and I know who the owner is now after the fact, but I didn't know at the time. You were like, he, he's offered me Deshaun Watson for the 101. And I'm like, well, what else do we have? And you're like, I got the 102 and the 107. And, and, and I'm, I'm just going to tell, tell the whole tale because it's only, um, only a good story if you tell all of it. And it, it was, well, let's put names. And that's one of the things that I've been recommending to our Patreon group and just to people in general. You know, people are like, I'll give you a 104 and 108 for so-and-so. Okay, guys, we, we have, and ladies, we have been so blessed to see so many mock drafts on Twitter, so many podcasts doing mock drafts. At this point, regardless of your format, you have to have, you have to have some idea of who these picks are going to be. So the 102 for a team like this was going to be a quarterback. Um, kind of goes without saying, you know, at the time before you got Deshaun Watson, you just had Matt Ryan and, 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 a, and a couple of other pieces. I'm like, well, so let's just put names on that. The 107 could be maybe two quarterbacks, or maybe it could be a quarterback and maybe Kyle Pitts or a, a quarterback and maybe Javonta Smith or something like that. I'm like, now let's say that trade out loud together. Let's just say it together. Do we want Deshaun Watson in one hand? Or do we want Zach Wilson and Devonta Smith? It goes without saying you want Deshaun Watson. Regardless of, of where he's playing, you want Deshaun Watson. Zach Wilson could be great. I posted this, tw this tweet. It would have been, I don't know, like the 23rd of February. Here's the dirty secret no one's telling you about the NFL draft. One of these five first-round quarterbacks. Forget the second-round guys. That's, that's Kyle Trask or the Newman kid or, or whomever. One of the five, at least one of the five, statistically, is going to be a bust. So why would you even put yourself in the bust category? Not saying Zach Wilson's going to be a bust, but why would you even bring that into the equation when you can lock up a slam dunk like Deshaun Watson? So and if people want to know my, my thought process behind uh, a pick being a bust, it, it's just simple mathematics. You know, you go to last year, two was already on roller skates when Devonta Smith was asked by a team, who he preferred, would it be Mac Jones or Tua, without hesitation. He said Mac Jones, and people were like, recency bias. And I'm like, dude, he spent two years with Tua and only one with Mac Jones. That story tells itself. You've got Josh Rosen, who's on a practice squad deal. You've got Mitch Trubisky, who's on his way out of Chicago. You've got Marcus Mariota, who's been a two-year backup, who may get a starter's job again. And then you got Paxton Lynch, who's out of the league. 
It's not me being a negative Nelly. This is me being honest. So when you look at all of that, your trade of the 102 and the 107 for a guy of Deshaun Watson's caliber, I give you one thumbs up. I can't get the other one. Uh, uh, There we go. Two thumbs up and, and a heavily tattooed forearm. Up for the Deshaun Watson deal. Now, let's talk about your picks for a minute. People love picks. It's rookie season. If you give me just a second, I will pop up a picture on YouTube of your picks. And you got a bunch, man. You, you said it yourself. You have the 101. Now, I recognize the name in the parentheses next to that 101. It would have been Gerald Sinclair, co-host of the Dynasty Warzone. The 103, the 105, the 111, the 202, the 203, the 205, man, you have an embarrassment. You, you are like the Miami Dolphins, the Jacksonville Jaguars of, of picks. So, so obviously we're going to go tre- uh, Trevor Lawrence at 101. What are you thinking with this roster with the 103? So the way these picks are going to go is really interesting because the same owner who I got Watson from actually has the 102 and the 104 but his only quarterback is Burrow. So I'm obviously going Lawrence at one. I can't see him not going to QB at two. Um, And that leaves me either Chase or Najee, uh, more than likely, uh, at 103. Um, And he could tap quarterback again, to be completely honest, like at 104. So like I said, he's only got got the one quarterback. So um, that would be awfully cool if I could could come out with, you know, either – or, you know, a chase, or if I really do feel good about one of the other top four rookie quarterbacks uh, going there at 105. But if I was able to get the QB one, the RB one, and the wide receiver one, I'd be pretty stoked. And I, I still have the 111 and some early second round picks. Well, uh, you can't see it now on the YouTube screen because I have your picks pulled up here. But you also have in the running back group, you have two good starters. You have Miles Sanders who for me, the move to Jalen Hurts, at least that's what we think is going to happen today now that Carson Wentz is in Indy. Uh, For him, I think that's a net neutral. I think he's going to lose a little bit of work in the passing game. I just think he's going to have so many, so many more clean running lanes. And I think Nick Sirianni is, he's not a better head coach, but I think he will not force an offense that doesn't fit Jalen Hurts and this team. I, I really think a large part of the problem in Philly last year was Doug Peterson and his desire just to continue chucking the ball the fifth most by percentage with a bad offensive line and, and, and two QBs that weren't necessarily lighting up the skies. So for me, I think Sanders is a neutral, and you will have a hard time finding a bigger Cam Akers guy in Dynasty than me. So so this 103, for me, just kind of looking around at your wide receivers, you do have, you do have some studs. You had uh, Chris Godwin. Uh, it looks like, at least in his mind, he wants to stay in Tampa Bay. It looks like he'll leave a couple of bucks on the table. You do have Julio Jones, who will be worth more in your roster than than he will here. And then Michael Pittman and uh, Michael Gallup, back-to-back Michaels there, which is, makes sense. I mean, your name's Michael. I mean, why wouldn't we? But 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 I think the clear move with this team, just looking at with what you have here, I think the 103 – has to be Jamar Chase. Um, if this was my roster, that would be my move. I've got my depth because I, I'm sitting here and we, like I said, I'm not trying to make the the listener or the the viewer on YouTube a little bit seasick, but I keep back and you know bouncing around from your roster to your picks. But that 111 
or that 105 can be a running back if that's what you want to do. That that 105, if you take Jamar Jefferson there and you know the guy at 104 has got to move, 105 is more than likely going to be one of the other two. But but this is why I would take Jamar Jefferson at the 103. You get your guy. You don't you don't even put any doubt in there. So you go you go Lawrence. You let him select the QB of his preference at two. You get Chase at three. He can do whatever he wants at four because you're going to get the other. You're going to get the the you're going to get the other at 105. If he goes Harris, fine. You go ETN. If he goes ETN, fine. You go Harris, but you but by doing it in that order, by going QB, wide receiver, running back, you're guaranteed to lock up, in my opinion, the best QB in the class, the best wide receiver in the class, and one of the two best running backs in this class. Does, does any of that plan bother you or or something you would like to, uh, to maybe go in a different route? And Jerry, by the way, watching live on YouTube, Jerry said he would like his 101 back, please. Yeah, I bet he would. I uh, I gave him Dobbins and the 110 for the 210 and the 101. So Jerry, you ain't getting back, but <laughs> Mister, that's that that's stealing with both hands. In some in some countries, they would cut your hands off because you did steal from him. Um, hey, he 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 came asking for it, and we got back and forth a little bit. But uh, anyways, no, what what you said made made a lot of sense, especially just looking at the starting lineup for this because. I have to start three wide receivers and there's only one flex position. So already having two decent starting running backs, um, I, my wide receiver room does, does need some work. I don't think Pittman's going to come out and blow the doors off right away um, with Carson Wentz. Um, I do want to ask a hypothetical though, because I'm looking at a lot of mock drafts and listening to um, a lot of different podcasts. And I've heard a lot of Jamar chase to the Eagles Would that, uh, excite you and would you still uh go go chase at three even if Najee goes somewhere like say buffalo um in the late 20s or pittsburgh or or one of those high-end running back landing spots quote unquote let me let me ask you a question you, you ever heard the expression um those that don't learn from history are doomed to repeat it have you now, as a military man you've probably heard that at some point oh absolutely okay so so do we remember the cautionary tale of one A.J. Brown? Remember, he went to the, t- to the, the, the Tennessee Titans and, and, Corey, and Corey Davis was there and Marcus Mariota was the quarterback and a lot of things change. A lot of things change. Uh, I am banking on the talent. Uh, I believe Jamar Chase is the real deal. Um, even if it maybe looks like a short-sighted move in 2021, um, we had this conversation on the Dynasty War Zone. Uh, I, I like to call Jalen Hurts the choose-your-own adventure book. You know, the Jalen Hurts, you could read the chapter of Jalen Hurts, and it says, for top five QB in 2021, turn to page 74, and you turn there, and it's like, just kidding. He actually got hurt running the ball and didn't happen. Or page 67 said, you know, they actually drafted a rookie at 106, and, and he didn't play. So he's a wild card for me, and I'm not going to miss on Jamar Chase. Uh, I don't believe in sure things, but he's as sure a thing as I think we're going to get at the at the wide receiver position. And then also because I want him, but you've also got the 111 and the 202 and the 203. So at the 111, I'm going to be looking for a guy like uh, like a Jamar Jefferson. 
uh, out of Oregon State potentially. I don't think Javonta Williams is going to fall there. But by that point, I think you're going to have the five QBs going. You might even get lucky and get another crack at a, at a QB. I could see in some mock drafts where Mac Jones would fall this far here. And, and the one thing that Mac Jones has, and I'm starting to become a Mac Jones guy, is the more that I read guys like Devonta Smith go to bat for him, the way that the other players were reacting to him in Mobile at the Senior Bowl, the way that like he literally was installing an offense in Mobile that he learned the night before, and he's taking control of that room. More of the intangibles. Now, Mac Jones is a dad bod. Let me let me pump that fist one time for for that for the dad bods everywhere out there. But uh, Mac Jones seems to be a leader of men. And the further you fall in drafts, the more likely you are to go to a good team. You know, Lamar Jackson fell to a great team in the, in the Baltimore Ravens. Your boy Trevor Lawrence, he's got to go to Jacksonville, and he's got to save that franchise. Wherever Justin Fields goes, he's probably going to have to save that franchise. Zach Wilson, young guy coming out of BYU, he's going to land in the biggest city in the country, and he's going to have to save that franchise. That's a lot of pressure for these young guys. But you go to a Mac Jones. I saw uh, Bucky Brooks had a recent mock draft where he had Mac Jones going 12 to the San Francisco 49ers. Perfect. Great, great offensive-minded head coach. Good weapons and Iuke and uh, Debo and Kittle. A decent offensive line. Maybe they had a running back. Why wouldn't you want Mac Jones to go there? So if you get a shot at a Mac Jones at 111, Maybe you can trade back, but you're going to have a, a lot of, of moves. But back to 105 and 103, that's why I'm going to get Chase because at 111 or 202, I'm going to get a really good, a really good wide receiver there too. I'm going to stack. So I'm, I'm going to try to walk away with these first five picks, six picks. I'm probably going to walk away with at least one quarterback, at least one wide receiver, at least one running back, and then TBD. To be determined as to what I'm going to do at 111, 202, and 203, because that's where guys like where um, Rashad Bateman could fall. That's where Rondell Moore could fall. Uh, as crazy as it is to say with all these quarterbacks, five, five quarterbacks, one, one tight end, three good running backs. That's nine positions. Then you're going to have this huge run of Again, the Jamar Jeffersons and the Jalen Waddles and the Rondale Moores and the and just all these. It's you're just. In, I'm so excited for you. I, I don't have a team like this. This is going to be awesome. So uh, back to your to your wide receivers. Um, have have you contemplated maybe packaging some picks and maybe going the elite route? Maybe trading for like an AJ Brown or a. Uh, Maybe a DK Metcalf, a CD Lamb. What does that look like in this league? You know, I I haven't done that. Um, I'm I'm really I have some trepidation this year because I'm always someone that trades for picks in the off season, but I always sell them off before the rookie draft comes, so I don't get to use a whole lot of them. And so th this team is a unicorn team of mine. Like I said, I've got twelve leagues. And, and this is the one where I have the most picks by far. And I, I almost wanted to make like a experiment of it to, you know, okay, well, let's actually, I don't know if we'll use all these picks, but I'm really trying hard not to sell any more picks if I can. Um, cause like I said, I already sold the 110 and the two, two, 102 and the 207. So I, I think when we started the off season, I had 
I had like seven of the 10 or, or seven of the 12 <laughs> picks in the first round. Um, so I've already moved some of those. So I'm, I'm trying to hold off, but I think I might take a look at some of those um, elite wide receivers. And I've got some offers out there to try to get some extra capital for some bottom tier guys. Um, trying to sell Julio right now for the 201, but I don't know if that'll happen. I added a third to him, I think, but we'll see. But I might take a look at that for an elite guy. Julio is definitely the one thing that that does not fit this roster. The one thing that, that you have to do, and, and it takes two things, you have to have courage and you have to have timing. Because have you ever heard of the term FOMO? The, 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 it's an acronym for fear of missing out. And, and that's what happens every year in your rookie drafts. Every year in your rookie drafts, there's that fear of missing out on your guy. So I'm, I'm totally on board with you hanging on to these picks until draft day. Because what do Dynasty GMs do? Double that if it's a Devi League. They have fallen in love. They have fallen in love with somebody. And they know you're a man of action. And they know that you give. And that's the one thing for, for those listening. If you're looking for a strategy tip, those that give good action, get good action. Which means you don't have to win every trade. You don't have to send a, a Dynasty trade calculator screenshot. You, you just have to give um, give fair deals, take fair deals. Um, sometimes you win some, sometimes you lose some, that's when you're going to get the most action. So I I'm totally on board because right now, if you just cruise around Twitter or, um, you use like a trade finder, people are giving away veterans right now. And not that I would want you to overly invest in veterans with this lineup. This is a particularly young lineup. I don't think I don't think now is the time to move Julio or even at the draft because you're going to give up value. He would be the one veteran because he is going to play good. Uh, I truly believe Julio in this Ar Arthur Smith offense with Matt Ryan and, and Calvin Ridley, and they're probably going to add a running back via free agency or the draft. I think you're going to see a, a really high power. That defense is going to still suck. It's what's what they do, and and uh, I mean if you think about it. Could Atlanta's defense be worse than Tennessee's was last year? Probably not. Fair, fair guess? Yeah, I mean, it certainly could be. Who knows? <laughs> so, so, so think about all those games where Ryan Tannehill put up great games because he was in a shootout because his defense was trash. Not, not very unlikely. I think the time to move Julio on this roster is to move him around your trade deadline. Or if he comes out gangbusters then you can get that 2022 or maybe you can package your 2022 second with a Julio and go out and get like a 2022 first. Cause if you do it in season or as the season starts, or if you get like that first two games of the season and Julio's playing great, that's the time to strike. Once the rookie drafts over your rookie draft picks are never going to be worth less. But if you go trading them right now, you're going to give up value also too. We mentioned this on the Dynasty Warzone. Here's a great little strategy tip for you. Right now, everybody in your league expects you to be out making deals, trying to move Julio, trying to move DeAndre Hopkins, trying to move Derrick Henry. And why are you doing that? Because every other Dynasty service in the world is telling you to do that. And if you know that and your league mates know that, stands to reason your league mates are either A, not going to trade with you, or B, are going to drag you across the coals as it relates to value. So go the opposite direction. 
If someone says, are you trading Julio? You have Julio on the block say, no, man, Julio is good. I'll never get, I'll never get out of him and trade what I would get out of him um, in points production. You know, he's got a wide receiver one season in that Arthur Smith offense and leave it at that. And then you write that owner's name down. You write that GM's name down in your little book. Bill was interested in Julio. Write that down. Okay. And then you go to Bill in week two when maybe his wide receiver two gets a high ankle sprain or maybe pulls a hammy and say, hey, man, I remember that conversation we had back in April and you had a little interest in Julio. Let's talk. You still interested in Julio? Because then you don't seem thirsty. Then you don't seem like you're, you're, you're here to give away all the value. You're just a guy, you know, talking about moving a player. It, it, it's the same thing without seeming like the same thing. It's, it's, it's perception, and perception's reality. If the perception is, is you're giving away Julio, you will give away Julio or Derrick Henry or Zeke Elliott or anybody. It's the exact opposite. But with all these picks, all these picks, you got to identify maybe a guy or two right now. You know, um, you're, you're a Patreon over at Dynasty Warzone's Patreon. You can go to our staff rankings and you can maybe pick out a tight end you want to target, a wide receiver. And I am going to target this player on draft day. I know his owner will want rookie picks because it's going to be hard for anybody to have any draft picks considering you have like all of them. So um, th- those are some of the things I would suggest. And then um, let's talk about some of the, uh, you a lottery guy? You play the lottery, Michael? I don't. I don't make enough money to do that. <laughs> yeah, m- 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 most most of us don't. It's a fantasy. Yeah, yeah. You know, all, all of my extra shekels go to uh, starting up new dynasty rosters. I mean, why wouldn't I? I'm I'm looking at the the back end of your bench, and and you've got some really interesting guys. Now, depends on what they do with uh, a guy. I was really excited for when Carson Wentz was still the QB in Philadelphia was Boston Scott. We saw how Frank Reich deployed Naheem Hines in Indy, and I was really expecting Boston Scott to kind of feel that fill that role a little bit. We'll see how that looks like in in this new offense, and these new offenses where they have new offensive coordinators or move uh, or, or or they have a new OC this year more than any because the preseason will be back. We really have to be scouting preseason games. Even if it's just a series, even if it's just a quarter, we want to see as much as we can with this. But I do have some interest in uh, Boston Scott. What about Rashad Penny? Well, I'm going to ask your thoughts before I share mine. What, what do you think Seattle's going to do with him? It's been said that Chris Carson will not be back in free agency. They're going to let him test those waters. Do you think Penny finally gets the opportunity to shine like 18 months removed from an ACL? I... I think he'll get his opportunity, but he can't be the only guy on the roster there coming off an injury and not playing much of anything uh, last year. To be completely honest, I actually offered him to the Chris Carson owner, and that offer's been out for five days now. <laughs> so I offered Rashad Penny, DJ Dallas, and a 2022 second to get, try to get a 2023 first to see if I can get him to think, hey, I'm getting the Seattle backroom or backfield, quote-unquote, <laughs> And I'm getting a second pick next year, and he doesn't get to use my pick for another two years. So haven't had anything on that. Um, I, I think Penny can be a role player. That's why I like I like the stash. I think he's 
worth you know a, a late a late second stash at this point um i think he'll have a role especially if he has another whole off season to get healthy but i do think they'll either bring in one of these high profile free agent running backs or or draft someone high because pete carroll said russ is done cooking russ is gonna start handing off more and i hate to say it but I kind of believe him because I think they're just in the stone age of how they want to run that offense and it might continue that way. Yeah. That's the weirdest thing. Um, you know, with Russ calling out the offense, but I guess in Seattle, they interviewed 14 candidates for the offensive coordinator job before they ultimately settled on a gentleman that had ties to Sean McVay because I mean, if you've had a cup of coffee in the NFL with Sean McVay, I mean, you lock it up. OC HC, um, that that's the rub, man. You got to get that uh, that that Sean McVay uh, golden seal of approval. But I will say my, my nervousness with Penny is that Seattle does have like fourteen and a half million dollars in cap room. I could see them maybe giving a uh, a Melvin Gordon esque type contract to like a, a, a Leonard Fournette. You know, they're probably kicking themselves. Why did we bring in Leonard in, when when Chris Carson was hurt last year? Don't know, but uh, the, the the two that I want to talk about is Paris Campbell and Brian Edwards. If you are listening to the sounds of my uh, somewhat southern voice on the beautiful airwaves of the Dynasty Happy Hour podcast network or the Dynasty Warzone YouTube, go out and make some moves on, on Brian Edwards. What, what, what's the ticket? Hey, you know what? J- just send, j- Just cold call. Just send an offer, you know? You, what you may have to do is you may have to Jedi mind trick them. You may have to send some like a low ball offer on someone you don't even want on their roster, but you know they'll say no. Hey, I I don't I don't even want T Higgins. Maybe maybe the, the GM in your league that's got Brian Edwards has got T Higgins and Brian Edwards and maybe one other person make a bad low ball offer on T Higgins and they, when they were like ooh no gross. Be like, well, would you take that for Brian or Brian Edwards? See, you got him. It's, it's, it's the magician. You got him looking over here, and you pull the the card out of your your other side of your of your pocket, and they're not paying attention. You just got to set them up a little bit. That's a that's another great little tactic that uh, I I don't think we lose a, use a lot. But I know there's rumor, and you and I talked about this before we hit the record button, that uh, the Raiders could have interest in Juju Smith Schuster. I don't understand. They need to pay Darren Waller and make that man happy. He's due for a renegotiation. Their defense was absolutely abysmal last year. Every dollar they can scrounge and every draft pick they can afford needs to go toward that defense. It's just, it's not a mystery. I know John Gruden's an offensive guy, but Brian Edwards is the kind of guy, if he can dodge a couple of bullets in free agency, Man, I, I think he's home free. I don't think they can use draft picks on on that. Um, have you had anyone in recent days or weeks come to you trying to uh, acquire Edwards? No, I haven't. I got I got tons of share of Edwards. I you know I listened to the the Breakout Finder podcast and Edwards was really high up there because he had one of you know the earliest breakout ages like ever. I think he was under eighteen um, when when he broke out in college and. A lot of people considered him, you know, a better prospect than Debo. Uh, he had, a, as far as I know, he had a, a lot more production than Debo um, in college, but he had, you know, injury too. And then he kind of just brought that into the 
the COVID season and it seemed like the Raiders just kind of didn't know how to use him. So as long as they don't bring Aguilar back and they don't try to get Juju in there for whatever reason, maybe they'll figure out, you know, how to use Edwards and Ruggs. Cause I think, I think he could really have a, a great second leap and I'd, I'd pay a late second for him in any league that I can to get him Cause I think he can go to the moon if he's used the right way. Well, I do too, and and they're keep, they're keeping a great quarterback, and they recently cut Tyrell Williams, which is it just tells you the mindset of the Raiders. They gave Tyrell Williams like a four year, forty four million dollar deal. You know, I about choked when I saw the Colts a couple of years ago gave, uh, oh my God, um, Funches, Devin Funches. They gave him like a one year, fifteen million dollar deal. I think they did that to get to like the salary cap floor that year, cheap bastards. But anyway, let, let, let's talk about your tight ends real quick. Speaking of Philly. Um, you've got Dallas Goddard. I also feel like the, the addition of Jalen Hurts is a net neutral for him. I don't know what the passing game volume will look like, but it's all but a fact that Zach Ertz is going to be out of town. So it's his job. Finally, all the Debbie darling, speaking of Debbie, we talked about Debbie early and then Brian Edwards. He was a Debbie darling Dallas Goddard. Everyone's finally going to get their wish. He is going to be the man in this offense, but you have a couple of other guys that are really sneaky buys for those listening. If you're, if you're looking for names, if you're looking to throw cheap picks out before free agency starts, you have one of my absolute favorite tight end premium. Let me throw a cheap nickel at this team guy. And that is Gerald Everett. Do you know, do you know where I want Gerald to go, go to work soon? Um, I'm going to guess and say the Los Angeles chargers. That would be incorrect. I mean, oh. it wouldn't be horrible. Now you do have the guy, <laughs> you, you, you do have the guy in Los Angeles that I wouldn't mind. That's Donald Parham. Um, I, Hunter Henry is all but gone. I, I think he's going to want the big payday. I don't think they're going to want to resign him anyway at what he's going to want. Uh, I kind of feel like my Colts are going to wind up with Hunter Henry. I don't feel good about it, but I, I think that's, I think that's how it's trending. But I want Gerald Everett to reconnect with Zach Taylor, who he spent one year with, with the Rams, before Zach Taylor got his chance to have a cup of coffee with Sean McVay and got the head coaching job with the Bengals. And we saw how Joe Burrow was able to use the tight end when he used Thaddeus Moss, that one magical season in LSU with Joe Brady and the uh, the Bengal Tigers down there in LSU. I just think this is a great fit. I, I don't think that is it Drew. There's Drew Sample, and I don't know. They're, they're, and CJ Uzoma is the other one. Yeah, but he was on I, IR all season. So man, CJ Uzoma was doing so good for me in tight end premium best ball leagues last year. It was a, a thing of beauty until he ruptured that Achilles, and then Drew. I think it's Drew Sample. And I, I think he. It was him who came because I get him and the kid in Jacksonville. Uh, Drew Oliver, Josh Oliver, Oliver. Yeah, yeah, Josh Oliver is in Jacksonville. Yeah, yeah, Sample had a couple good games at the beginning of the season, but then he kind of fell off. And then after Burrow got hurt, he didn't have a chance to do much of anything. Yeah, well, 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 Josh Oliver, Drew Oliver, Oliver Twist. It doesn't matter. They're all a sack of monkey turds right now. But back to Gerald Everett, dude. Gerald Everett, athletic super freak, has never been really given the opportunity. I would love to see him on a a cheap deal, maybe a two year deal, go to Cincinnati, you know, and and I think that's the piece. And I I know dynasty GMs and and football fans can't help themselves. It's like crack cocaine; they just you just can't help yourself. You 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 just got to put Jamar Chase on the Cincinnati Bengals. I know, I know, I know. It's a lot of fun, 
it's a lot of fun to fantasy to fantasy draft you. But if they don't take Panay Sewell there and he's available, it's criminal negligence. That's the only thing. Uh, my man Ray Garvin said that uh, Joe Burrow tore every CL he had. ACL, MCL, PCL, the CCL, the ECL. ECLs that we don't even know that exist. Joe Burrow tore all of them. And we're not going to get this guy a left tackle. Kick Jonah Williams to the right tackle. If they don't, it's horrible business. It, again, it's fun. It's fun to reunite him and, and Jamar Chase. Let's reunite Gerald Everett and Zach Taylor and uh, our Gerald Everett shares benefit. But also Blake Jarwin, post-hype sleeper. We saw uh, Dalton Schultz not do horrible in Dallas once once he went down. And uh, so, man, any one or two of these guys could break out, and maybe you could flip them for a pick in season. So this this is a good thing. Let me give Michael, who's you know here hanging out with me, let me give him a tip of the cap. This is the kind of roster that you want. Let's just, let's just, you know, we talk about his young, he's got Paris Campbell, he's got Brian Edwards, he's got Gerald Everett, he's got Blake Jarwin, he's got Donald Parham. You know what all these names have in common? They have upside. They could break out. Holding on to turds, I'm sure they're nice fellas, but holding on to turds at the tight end position like Kyle Rudolph, like uh, Tyler Eifert, you know, like Danny Amendola, like Julian Edelman. They are clogging your roster with guys that you will never use with no upside, and they're not going to turn into anything. I recently had someone send me like the 308 in a 1QB league for Julian Edelman. I made sure that Julian Edelman hadn't been cut and re-signed by the Tampa Bay Buccaneers real quick. Quick, quick search at Twitter. I was like, yeah, I'll do that. I'll do that. 35 years old, last legs. Probably going to be in New England. Don't know who his quarterback is. All I know is that in May, that 302 or 308 or whatever it is is going to be worth a hell of a lot more than Julian Edelman. So, man, I, I think you're on the right track for success. Um, I, I, th I think you have to create a narrative for selling Julio in season. Um, and then I'm going to be here for you the entire way with these picks. You know, we're going to discuss each one of the. I mean, you don't need my help with that 101. Pretty simple. Just ship it. Just, just, just ship it. And uh, I think then from there, you just kind of, you know, play it by ear. What other questions do you have for me? I feel like you're, you're being very polite. You're letting me do all the talking, but I, you're my co-host tonight, man. What, uh, what else can I do for no, you? No, you're good. You're good. I, I, like you said, I do, I do like some of the tight, the upside with my tight end room because I, I was a little bit nervous, especially last season because Goddard wasn't getting too much going. But I like how many picks I have in the second, too, to be able to, you know, grab that Friar move or, you know, Brevin Jordan in the second round or in a second round. Um, if it turns out that way, um, you know, to kind of shore that up and get as much upside at that position as possible um, while also adding to the wide receiver core. So, uh, yeah, I'm definitely going to be sending you some messages about um about the you know the rookie draft wins coming up i'm really excited for it um and then yeah with julio i i if he would have been healthy at the end of the season i knew i could have sold him to a contender and i tried to so hard for weeks i'm like he's coming back and then he never did so i just wasn't able to get on that train so i'm gonna i'm gonna keep him let him perform on my team and either bring me a ship or let him bring someone else a ship hopefully and get something for it 
this is the kind of team that it it won't it it's not coming out the gate just eyeballing it. You know, if you were to run it through like a redraft, like a grading system, you know, when you do a Yahoo mock draft, it grades you at the end. It wouldn't grade this roster with like an A. It'd probably be like, be like a C plus. But this is the kind of roster with this kind of talent. You just need things to break right. You know, you need Matt Ryan to, to pop early in the Arthur Smith offense. You need Deshaun Watson to land in an offense that's going to give him upside. Uh, we clearly like Miles Sanders and Cam Akers. You know, you, you need a little help at, at wide receiver. Maybe, uh, you know, maybe a Jamar Chase breaks out early for you. You know, you need a couple of things to break right. But the one thing that you can do with these 203, 202, 205 is that's an, also a great area just to trade for next year's first. You know, if, if, if you're staring down the barrel and you're like, man, I can't decide between like the RB5 in this class and the, and the wide receiver six. Don't make that decision. Let someone else make that decision. Hey, I'll let, I'll let you pick between the, the two or three guys that I'm not real sure of. I'll just give you the 203 for your 2022 first. And just, you know, that's like the kind of savings move that you just, it doesn't seem great today. It's like the grown-up move. It's, you know, it's putting 20% away from your paycheck when you get paid. It'd be great to get some Uber Eats and, and maybe go out when you can go out again check local lockdown measures before going anywhere. But you, you get my point. It's not always fun to save, but that's the kind of move that will pay you back in the future. You can never go wrong accumulating additional 2021 first, but man, I, I think you've got a good roster. I think you've got a plan. And uh, do not trade Jerry back that first. That's a That's an order, soldier. Yeah, no, I definitely won't trade that back to Jerry. And you just have to remind me when we get into that second round, and I tell you I'm on the clock to think about those 2022 firsts because I've already got three. So we could be doing the same thing again next year if I if I trade some of those seconds it, it, for some firsts. It's a it's a classic tactic that we we it's um again, it's it's thinking toward the future, which is the classic dynasty move as opposed to treating yourself today. You know, hey, do, do I really need this 307 or can I just get someone to give me give me a 2022 second? Because then you turn that 2022 second next year into a 2023 first. And, and, and that's how you keep this thing moving forward. You just, you know, you just spin it. And oh, J- Jerry gave us a boo in, in, in the live chat on, on YouTube. So, man, listen, I appreciate you coming back on and I appreciate you hanging out with me. And uh, this is what we do here at The Contractor. I had to get him back on, um, but there's plenty of room for you. If you've not been on, uh, we worked on some teams last year. Uh, He managed to pick up a ship in uh, one of our leagues together, and we can get you one too. We had Jared on recently. He won a ship. Uh, He's not a Patreon. He won it with his buddies, but I'd love to have you on. I am booked up through the month of March, but... The month of April, as of the recording of this show, is wide open. I'd love to have you on. I'm, uh, I take great pride in having uh, the one Dynasty podcast that makes you the Dynasty GM, my co-host for the evening. Michael, anything else you want to tell these fine athletes about before we, uh, we cut this one off and uh, go home for the night? No, I just, I just wanted to say again, thanks for your help. You know, I was on a contractor last year and you helped me win another league there, but sadly that league kind of didn't stick around it. It was really dead and died. So it was, it was a good win, satisfying win, but the league kind of didn't make it. So, um, but yeah, I'll, I'll definitely just give a shout out to the Patreon though. These guys here, 
know what they're doing. And Memphis is one of the best. It's hard to get one-on-one contact with some of these big wigs in the uh, fantasy football industry, but you know, Memphis lives and breathes this stuff. So I always appreciate this and always appreciate being able to talk a little dynasty theory and, you know, fantasy football with, with anyone and especially you. So thanks for having me. No problem, man. And th- thank you for the kind words. And, and, and that's what it's all about. Um, this is not ever going to be a full-time job for me. This is something I, I love doing. And I, I think part of it is, is the customer service aspect of it. I spent a long time in that industry and, uh, you know, when I sign off and I'm getting ready to, uh, when I say that we're here to try to make the world a better place for fantasy football, that's, that's what it's all about. Um, we created this thing. Um, I was so excited when Tyler, the, uh, the, I don't know what his exact owner, head honcho, big wig, the boss, the, the, the capo regime. I don't know what his technical title is over at the DHH, but when he reached out to me about doing this show, um, he was like, you would just help people with their roster. I was like, I'm sold. He's like, you don't want to know anything else. I'm like, not really. I, I just, I love talking dynasty fantasy football. I love helping people, and uh, I appreciate you, man. So, guys, his name's Michael. You can check him out. Um, I don't know even know that he wants you to check him out. He's uh, he's incognito on social media. Um, how about this? You can scroll through my followers and see if you can figure which one's him. But on behalf of Michael, hey, join the join the Patreon. Yeah, you yeah, you, you can you can find <laughs> him there. But on behalf of Michael, I'm Memphis, and remember, here at the Dynasty Happy Hour Contractor. Your roster is not a life sentence. We can help you fix it. And we're just here to make the world a better place for fantasy football. Talk to you guys real soon. Have a great week. Hey, fellow Warzone listeners. My name is Zach Camps. Uh, if I'm not golfing or slinging my hands a monster, I'm usually thinking about Dynasty Fantasy Football. A couple months back, I joined the Patreon just to take my Dynasty passion to the next level. And I'll tell you what, well, let's just say there's writer downers for days in the patreon the member you get access to the bonus pod where the guys take the filter off and talk about a wide variety of topics that maybe they won't cover on the normal show you also get access to memphis and jerry for one-on-one advice personal dynasty dilemmas they'll tackle them for you help you out with it you just don't get that anywhere else but i'd say my favorite part about the patreon is the uh the group chat tell you what these guys are some excellent minds Tons of fun. The fire in there is amazing. Great platform to post trade questions, debate rookie values, share insight, interact with some cool people from across the globe. You know, shout out to those guys in Australia. They're blowing my phone up all the time. You know, the best part is there's no Twitter trolls or Facebook trolls arguing about stuff they don't know anything about. So uh, if you want to enjoy your dynasty experience even more, win those championships, pause the podcast right now, sign up, and you can thank me later in the group chat.